Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Don't want to speak too long tonight, but I do want to speak. Because as I shared this morning, it's the Word of God that helps us understand who we are. Who do you think you are? Well, the Word of God is going to help us and hold us to know who we are. Because what we think about ourselves is really important. And the only thing that's going to silence all the other voices out there is the Word of God. The Word of God is not going to stop them. Accusation will come, opposition will come, but it's the Word of God that will hold us. And I want to share a word tonight that will stir faith in you through the Word so that when there is no pastor around, when there is no music in the background, when there's no one there to pray for you, you'll be able to stand on the Word. I love the emotion that is invoked through our times of worship together. It's very emotive. I thank God that my soul is indeed stirred in these meetings. I thank God that we have brothers and sisters that can uphold our hands when we are feeling tired and weak. I thank God for that. I thank God that uh, in the gathering together, there are people who sing much better than me and I can just get lost in worship as I hear incredible people gifted to be able to sing like the angels. I thank God for all of that. And oh, I wish to God I could bring it all with me everywhere I go, but I can't. And there are some days there is no music. There is no pastor to pray for me. There is no brother or sister or family member or friend. And the opposition is relentless. And I don't have the best voice when I sing, but it's all I've got. But I thank God it's in those moments when all is stripped away, that we have the Word of God. And while we can't take this with us, we can take the Word of God. That's what I love about the Word of God. We can take it everywhere we go. And it can hold us in faith. And it can keep us in faith. It can help us to keep walking in faith. Tonight, the title of my message, my message, Message. Can you keep playing? Or is that, do you need a stool? Because it's really cool if you could. Just get this woman a stool. You're fine. But you're happy to keep playing. You're not going to abuse me later. What about you, Jen? Are you going to speak to me in some Asian language that I don't understand? You're going to go off at me, just ninja me? Oh, look at that. That's cool. Where, where's the title of my message? It's a bit of a long one tonight. Where's it? Faith is believing, even if everything looks so wrong. Faith is believing, even if everything looks so wrong. Does it look wrong? 
for the dyslectic ones out there like myself, I don't see anything wrong at all. <laughs> Kath said, you realise you spelt it wrong? No, I just said, no. <laughs> Faith is believing even if everything looks so wrong. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, it says, Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask, imagine, according to His power at work within us. Here's the thing, Paul says, it's according to the power that's at work within you. My question to you tonight is this, what are you full of? Are you full of faith? Are you full of hope? Are you full of love? Or are you full of hurt, bitterness and unforgiveness? Because what you are full of is what you'll get in return in good measure, pressed down, shaken together. It's according to the power at work in you. God is able to do immeasurably more above and beyond all you ask, dream, hope or imagine. But it is according to the power that's at work within you. And so sometimes we wonder, why are we getting more hurt? Why are we getting more bitter? Because that's what we're full of. And that's what we get immeasurably more of. Because it's according to the power that's at work in us. My point is this, we need to be full of the right things. And if you're low in faith, we need to be full of faith. We need to get more faith. And it's possible to be full of faith one day and then wane the next. I know this to be true because when I buy food, I can have my cupboards full of food one day and with a house of five, it can be empty the next. And in that moment of emptiness, I don't say, I give up on family. I give up on buying food. I tried that once. I tried that food thing once, but every time I buy food, it just keeps disappearing. That's the logic that some people apply when it comes to their Christianity. I tried that faith thing once. Now, if you're feeling empty, then you just need to get full again. You don't give up. You don't give in. When we are low on food, I just send the wife to the shop to get more. Or whoever is the shopper in your home. Dan's the shopper in his home. He's the man. He's the man. But you don't give up on it. You don't say, I'll never eat again. No, you just, you just, you just fill the cupboards up again. And if we're running low on faith and that happens, because we all leak. You know that, we all leak. Turn to the person next to you and say, you leak. That is not a sin. That is not the problem. The problem is not us leaking. The problem is us not getting filled up again. I have a barbecue and we barbecue most nights. And because we have gas that runs from a gas bottle, the gas bottle, guess what? It doesn't get fuller as we use it. It gets emptier. When you're being used as a Christian, you're going to get empty. 
And I hate getting caught out when you're halfway through cooking a meal and you run out of gas. Has that ever happened? It's like, oh. So what I do now, I've got two gas bottles. And so right now, this gas bottle that I'm present using is really low and I know it. And I'm almost daring it to run out. Because just next to the empty bottle is a fat full one. It's read its Bible, it's ready to go. It's full of gas. And you and I, we need to be full of faith. And if you feel like your faith's waning, hey, it happens to all of us. It happens to the best of us. Elijah, one of the great prophets in the Old Testament, did some great things for God. On occasions, felt like dying. He prayed to God one day to rain down from heaven and fire came and it's an incredible wind. The next recorded prayer in the Word of God after that prayer is, God, kill me. I've had enough. What's going on? He's just lacking faith. He's tired. He's weary. It happens to all of us. What's the answer? Let's just get full again. That's why we're here tonight. And if you are full, that's great. Let's get full to overflowing. Let's be so full tonight that we can actually be a blessing, not just for ourselves, but to others. What you're full of really matters. It's really important. And so I want to quickly read a portion of Scripture found in Luke to help us keep, understand and grow in our faith. It's really simple. It's going to be easy to follow. And then we're going to pray. How does that sound? So Luke chapter 1, verse 30 to 38 says, But the angel said to her, this is to Mary, who was about to give birth to the Christ. This angel says to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus and he will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I'm a virgin, how's this gonna happen? Oh God, You've got it oh so wrong. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One will be born, will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. Verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left. It never ceases to amaze me in the Word of God. Whenever there's an angelic visitation, it's usually accompanied with an argument. You would think, how many here would love to have an angel come and visit them? How many think that'd be awesome? How many would just say, this is awesome? How many would just stop and say, wow, ah, this is awesome? We don't see that in the Scripture. We see people arguing with angels. And here's Mary like, what? Say, what? 
But when it comes to faith, Mary did three things. And although she was a little skeptical and hesitant initially, the first thing we see Mary do is this. She believed God. Mary believed God. See, for me, faith can be summed up in two words. Believing God. Faith is simply believing God. It's more than believing in God. You've got to get this. If we can catch this tonight, I believe it will set you free and keep you on a path. Faith is more than believing in God. See, the devil is not an atheist. Even the devil believes in God. In James chapter 2, verse 19, it says, You believe that there is one God? Good. Even demons believe that and shudder. In a vague kind of way, all men believe in God, yet not all men are believers. It's more than believing about God. Faith is more than believing in God. It's more than believing about God. You can read the Bible and learn all about God. You can learn that He's the Creator. You can learn that He sent His Son. You can know that He's holy, that He is just, that He's merciful. You can know that He's omnipotent, omniscient and omnipresent, etc., 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 yet still not believe Him. It's more than believing in Him and it's more than believing about Him. Faith, simply put, is believing God. The angel said to Mary's question, nothing's impossible with God. Do you believe this, Mary? My question tonight, church, is this. Nothing's impossible with God, but do you believe that? Because when it comes to healing, when it comes to breakthrough, when it comes to longevity, when it comes to standing alone in your workplace, believing all about God is not going to help you. Just believing in God is not going to help you. It's whether you believe Him or not. Do you believe? That was the one question the angel had of Mary. Do you believe? Oh yeah, I I believe He's holy. I believe He's just. No, no, no. Do you believe? He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. I I went to Bible college. I learned it all. No, no, no. Do you believe? It's different. Faith is simply believing God. And Mary said, yeah, I believe. May it be to me as you have said. And so before Mary conceived, she believed. That awesome thought. She did not conceive and then believe. Sorry, and believe, then conceive, then believe. She believed first. Secondly, for the sake of time, Mary not only believed God, but Mary pleased God. How how do you please God? A God that has everything, knows everything, owns everything. He's in everything. How do, you, how do you please a God like that? The Bible says it's simple, through faith. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You want to please God? Believe. Have faith in Him. God has decreed from eternity that those who endear themselves to Him will do so by faith alone. Nothing pleases God more than we believe His Word. And this is true for all of us. 
the highest affirmation you or I can give to anyone is to believe their word. Because this shows trust. It brings mutual affection. And I believe that's why God's word comes under such attack. Even in the beginning of time, when the serpent was in the garden with Adam and Eve, it's like, did God really say? It's God's word that comes into question because when God's word comes into question, his integrity is being questioned. And that's why it takes faith to please God. And that's why the devil attacks God's word because ultimately he's trying to attack God's integrity. Because faith is based on God's integrity. The real question tonight is, can God be trusted? That's where faith is at. Can God be trusted? Not do you understand it. I don't understand why Michael can be in the fifth row and not ask for prayer and not be prayed for. And have a two foot scar removed from his back. I don't get that. It's not about that kind of understanding. It's it's, can God's word be trusted? It's kind of like when someone says to me, take my wife for example, she tells me I will be there at five o'clock. And based upon her example, based upon her integrity, I just take her at a word. I just know like I know like I know that she'll be there at five o'clock. Because I trust her integrity. When we have faith in God, we're saying, God, we trust your integrity. You're an integrous God. You've proven faithful for so many years and you'll prove faithful again. I don't always get it. I don't always understand it. I don't get your timings. I don't always get your ways. But I trust your word. Your, your, Your integrity is intact. How many of you would like to be known as a person of integrity? That your word could be trusted. Would that not please you? To know that your word could be trusted. Ah, because Dan said, I I, I trust him. Wow. See, we make it all about faith and us. I'm a great man of faith. It's not about us. It's actually about God. Our faith we have in, in him is a reflection not on us. It's a reflection on his integrity. It's always about Him. And my third point is simply this, that Mary responded to God. See, our faith must be seen in what we do. Hebrews 11, chapter 1 is a description of faith. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. One verse in Hebrews 11 described as a description of what faith is is the rest of the chapter describes what faith does. One verse describing what it is, the rest of the faith chapter in Hebrews 11, highlighting and testifying to what faith does. This is what faith is and this is what it looks like. It looks like Abel giving a better offering than his brother Cain. It's what faith looks like. It's like Noah Building a boat. Something he'd never seen before for a substance that he'd never seen before. I want you to build a boat because I'm going to flood the earth with rain. He goes back up, 
Two questions. What's a boat and what's rain? But because you have said, he starts building this boat. Can, can you imagine building this boat? But what are you building now? I don't know. I think it's called a boat. Never seen one before. Why are you building it? Because uh, rain's coming. What's rain? I don't know, but it's coming. Because God said. That's what faith is. God has not let me down in the past. He won't let me down in the present and He won't let me down in the future. That's what faith is. It's based on His integrity. It's Abraham leaving his hometown. Where are you going, Abraham? I don't know. I'm just going. Where? I told you, I don't know. You've got to know where you're going. I don't know. I'm going because God said go. But where did God say go? He didn't. He just said go. Two thirds of God's name is go. He just said go. Duh. <laughs> it's kind of like God says go. Duh. Yeah, it's just anyway. It's David taking on Goliath. It's Samson taking on the Philistines. Faith is seen in what we do. In James chapter 2, verse 18, it says, Some of you will say, You have faith and I have deeds. You're of that, you're of that persuasion, I'm of this persuasion. And James says, show me your faith without deeds and I'll show you my faith by what I do. And Mary's faith was seen in her response. I'm the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, it says, It is written, I believed and therefore I have spoken. And with that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Faith believes and speaks aloud to notify the situation of soon coming change. That's what faith does. We start notifying the present that things are about to change in Jesus' name. Romans chapter 10 verse 6 says, But the righteousness that is by faith says, Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. That's to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the depth? That's to raise Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? It says the word is near you. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. That is the word of faith that we are proclaiming. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. If you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Faith is now. We are here. God's Word is present. And we need to make the most of our nowness. We need to make the most of our presence. The devil hates now. He loves yesterday. Oh, he loves to bully us about yesterday, what we did wrong. He loves talking about tomorrow, put all sorts of worry and fear. He loves yesterday, He loves tomorrow, He hates today. Today's the most powerful day of your life. 
today's the only day we can actually do anything about. I don't even know if I've got tomorrow. I can't do anything about yesterday, but oh, I can do something about today. I can do something about now. The devil hates now. We serve a now God. We serve a today God. Today is the day, the Bible says, for salvation. Oh, but you don't know me, Tony. You don't know what I've been up to. You don't know my background. You don't know my life. And you would be right. But God knows you. Seven billion people on the planet. But He knows you. And He knows what you've been up to. He knows everything you've not only done, but thought and said. But here's the kicker. He knows you and yet loves you. And there's an opportunity right here, right now to come into a divine connection with our Creator today. There's an opportunity right now to receive prayer for healing, salvation and deliverance now. Not tomorrow, can't do anything about yesterday, but right here, right now. It's what faith does, it grabs the moment. Faith sees the impossible and with a glint in its eye and a smile on its face, grabs it. I love the story of David, this young punk kid, 17 years of age. No armour. All his brothers and all the army are scared, terrified because of this nine foot giant called Goliath. And David says, I can take him. And with a glint in his eye, a smile on his face and a spring in his step and a sling in his hand, he takes down the giant. He was so confident with not a sword in his hand, he said, I'm gonna cut your head off. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's bad enough a kid with no armour and no weapons running toward a nine-foot war veteran. And then he's saying, I'm going to cut your head off with no knife. I mean, it's crazy. But that's exactly what happened. Gets his sling, whacks him in the head. I don't know if the stone killed him or just knocked him out. I don't know. But David didn't say, I'm going to put a stone in your head. He said, I'm going to cut your head off. And so what did he have to do? He just runs over, grabs Goliath's sword and cuts his head off. And thinks, I'll take that and I'll keep the sword. And then we read later, he walks into the king's tent with the head, blood. And said, king, I thought I'd give you the heads up as to what's happening out there. It's weird. The moment I hit 40, I started doing all these dad jokes. Weird. Weird. Come on, man. Come up here. Hey, our tomorrow's gone. Our yesterday's gone. You know what? Tomorrow will never come. And he's saying, I love you tomorrow, 
Why? Because you're always a day away. Say, I'm going to start my eating, my new eating plan, not today, tomorrow. Because we know when tomorrow comes, guess what? It's today. And I did say tomorrow, so I'm going to do it tomorrow. I want to open up the front here and pray for some people with an incredible team that love you dearly. And we want to combine your faith and our faith with this incredible God and just see what happens. We're not here to prescribe what God will do. We're not here to prescribe how He will move. That's for God to decide. What we have to do is act based upon the integrity of God and put ourselves in the game. Sometimes faith is just in the waiting, but it's not a passive waiting. It's actively waiting. If you pray for me tonight, will I be healed today? I don't know. But let's come expecting that it could be today. And we wake up tomorrow, it could be today. We wake up the next day, it could be today. And we live with a glint in our eye, expectation in our heart, faith in our soul. And people are going to ask, what are you on? How come you seem to be far happy, happier in your misery than I am in my happiness? It's faith. faith and I trust this faith is something we'll walk in Monday morning and Tuesday morning when there's no band and all the music fades away and all has been stripped but you've got that word of faith in your heart and you start speaking that word of faith unfortunately Andrew Kabbalah can't be here every Sunday with us that'd be awesome but you know what? We don't need him here every week. And you don't need a pastor by your side every day when you've got the word of faith in your heart. See, some of us just need to start talking to ourselves instead of letting ourselves talk to us. David says, Why are you downcast, oh my soul? This is ridiculous. Got plenty to be happy about. We're going to start getting happy. I'm going to get my happy on. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 